All right. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Bomb City Podcast. My name is Nick, and if this is your first episode, uh, thank you. This is my show. This episode's really special. This interview is with Dirty Donnie Gillis, an incredibly talented artist from San Francisco, California. Well, okay, not technically from San Francisco. He is a Canadian transplant, but uh, <laughs> we won't hold that against him. Uh, Donnie's a great guy. He was so much fun to talk to, and uh, this episode's really special to me. I co-host this episode with our friend Mike Lavella from episode 10. Mike's the guy who used to do Gearhead Magazine, and uh, you know he was a member of Half-Life in Pittsburgh back in the 80s. So Mike's got some legit punk rock and car culture uh, credentials. And not only that, but him and Donnie had actually worked together for quite a while. Uh, as we talk about in the interview, when Donnie came to San Francisco, Mike was largely the reason he stayed. And they used to work together on Gearhead. Uh, they did a lot of amazing interviews there. Uh, which are, in, in no small way, uh, a reason that I was inspired to start doing this podcast on my own. Their interviews were so much fun to read, I was hoping that by recording interviews, I'd be able to capture some of the same magic that they did on print. Uh, this is a really fun episode. It's a perfect link for a podcast. I'll get out of your way and won't make it any longer. Here it is, episode 13 of the podcast. Oh, wait, one correction. Um, I made a tiny mistake trying to pull a, a year out of my ass in the second half of the, the interview. Uh, so I'll correct that right here. The Sibia headlight first found its way into a production car in 1969. So while it may have made its way into custom cult, uh, to, into custom cars slightly earlier, Sibia had the patent for the first rectangular headlight in 1956, and so they claimed they built the first one in 61. 63, 64, which was my guess, not terrible, but uh, 69, 70s, a lot more, uh, well, how do you say, correct. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is uh, just a podcast. Don't come here for hard facts and information. You'll be sadly sadly disappointed. But if I fuck up anything else like that in the future, uh, be sure to let me know, and I'll be sure to set it straight. Anyways, here it is. Episode 13, Dirty Donnie Gillis, and special co-host, Mike Lavella. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, well, you know, this is like a little bit of everything. It's like T-Rex and MGMT. You know the one you did, your comp. Uh, with the two heads, what's it called? Oh yeah, the, the too, the too, too much. Yeah, Brett was on that. That was like, the, that was like the first time I'd heard like seventy percent of those bands, and now like they're all my favorite bands. Yeah, because I was like out of it for a while. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like when I got on the record biz, I'm like I'm done for a minute. Because well, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and then I heard sense, all that. So I'm like, take a break. You know, it's like, like I mean, but, but I mean, then, you were you were hard into it for for quite a few years, so I totally get that. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, so like, I mean, you got me into a lot of music. You know, right, but I mean, not, but you know, the thing is, like, you got to uh, like when you stop um, and you take a break. You know, you probably when you came back, you realized like, holy fuck, there's like all this. Shit. Yes, it kept moving. It kept yes. growing. All these. I came back and, to Ty Siegel and Warm Soda and all that, and none of that existed before. No, no. Like the first time Siegel record comes out, you're right now. It's so like, and yeah, I, yeah. and that, but he's no, it's not just him it's it's all that stuff Gentleman Jesse and all the yeah. all that's just there's so much yeah. and Best Coast and all that I'm like still and, like me and Luke are still like you know tight and like uh, I've got a guy this is my friend Luke Martin and I mean yeah, he's, he's like him, him and Brad exactly. and all those guys like yeah the White Wires and all those guys from Ottawa are just like you know uh, Ken and, and Ian they're just like music guys and just like I mean when I'm like when I'm like fucking bored of music like I need some new tunes I'll, like, I'll text those guys and be like hey dude um, what, what do you have to like what have you heard of recently like what's your top 10 and I'm like boom I'm, I'm, I'm like here they are here's this new shit you know yeah. and I do that for, for my friends too like I'm just like yeah I found this band and I mean Portugal man I just found them and I'm like they sound like kind of like T-Rex and MGMT and a bunch of other bands but they're their own band and they've been around for a long time I was like oh they're cool you it's, know? It's, it, I, I, it's super cool because you probably got 
500 Miles to Glory or All Punk Rods when you were like in Canada and heard all those bands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Comps. yeah I bought them. And then you put out a comp and then yeah, it, yeah, it was no, like I bought this. that comp at the local record yeah, store yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember looking at the record cover going like, fuck, I, I wish I was going to do that record sure, cover sure. for All Punk Rods. I'm like, I like the Monsters. I like the fucking sure. Sonics, you know, like, yeah. I like these bands, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, but, uh, it's, it, that totally went full circle in that case for sure because I was, that was, yeah. I owe you. <laughs> this is kind of like my little uh, when I'm working and I want to play a record I don't have to run into the next room now I can just kind of throw it on here and then I listen to iTunes and stuff a lot when I, when I don't want to fuck around but like yeah. I can just reach over down you know flip it really easy so this is actually where the magic happens this yeah. is my studio yeah. this uh, is my CTEC tablet my computer and uh, you know I've got my posters and my artwork and then uh, I light do table. my drawing on the light table yeah Kit bashing model kits, painting toys, nice. uh, and the general uh, workbench for you know. It's, it's, a, it's a really good setup. I mean, you did yeah. you did I a just, remarkable job with the space you oh, had. Fuck, thanks, yeah. man. I, I follow a lot of vlogs and shit. Now there's some dudes on there that just like do this crazy. They do like crazy shit, and and what they do with like a little bit of space, you know. Like I, I just tried to like I'm like I want toys and my art, but I also like I need needs to function, you know. So sure. when all the camera gears out of here, it's like you can just roll across with the with the seat for one person. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, I would rent the spot, but I'm saving. I want to. I want to fucking buy a house and like. Yeah. I'm just trying to like. Want to get when I if I can if we can do that, then I'm gonna build a big fucking studio <clears> like like build one of those giant garage things. Like Tim Hart did. Have you seen his? No. Well, no, oh, they have their no. house, which is a pretty small, typical Austin older house. Uh -huh. And then and he's he, got a he, big he shop did, out back. Then like, he built like, in the back. Yeah, you lay like, you lay the floor. Formerly up the backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he paints his paintings are large and they're all uh -huh. you know he he just it's amazing. Like, it's what he always wanted. He finally mm -hmm. just had to construct the building. And then with that, then it's a double thing. Then it takes all that stuff out of the house. Yeah. So you get that much of your house back, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's like a dual begat. Yeah, no, say, totally, totally. Nick, yeah. could you say something beautiful? Let me hear your beautiful voice. Like, yeah. Standing, like, Bruce Gossett had that. Remember? He worked on And now we got to say that. Now you guys are coming in loud and clear. We're just kind of going with this wide mic. That was just for sanity. It's so beautiful. Just going his own All right, I'm rolling audio. Yeah. So I'm just rolling it. This is our audio track for tonight. I'll be your audio track. Alright. And uh <laughs> all right. So for the the vlog, do you normally start it in camera or do you We're just, we're just starting it now. Really? Like uh, uh um um Brett's helping me and uh it's just something I wanted to do. I'm like, I'm gonna give this a wing. I'm gonna do like I think the goal is we're gonna do four episodes and then, you know, um go yeah, from there. One video. And uh um so yeah, we're talking about the vlog, uh which is kinda what we're doing right now. And um yeah, so we want, I want to start with a few episodes and get them together, and he's teaching me video editing as well. Awesome. Um, it's something I want to get into, and, um, and I'm kind of trying to set up to do, like, it myself with my camera. I've got some gear, a drone, and uh, buying a camera soon, and then I'm going to set it up here so when I'm drawing, I can do, like, kind of a, I can do a whole ink drawing and, and, and do the... Um, speed up. So uh, yeah. speed up. Yeah. Fuck, what's it called? Fast forward. <laughs> um, fast motion. Time lapse. Time lapse. Time -lapse. There there you got me on a night. Stop action <laughs> animation. It's, it's, like, it's like brain fart. Yeah, yeah exactly. we don't have that. Brain fart. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, so I can do a time lapse and I can do like my own little tutorials and, and just like live in the studio, hit the button and, you know, big red That's button, awesome. bam, and then, you know, there's the, you know. Well, well in, the, in, the, in the interest of starting yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nick's, <laughs> Nick's ever-increasing in popularity podcast, uh, since I've been on, I assume, uh, it's him. Oh, shit, shit, No, um, the, first of all, uh, congratulations on all your success. It's remarkable. Yeah. I've seen every bit of it happen. Since oh, you were right. your very first little record covers to everything, you know, you know, I've been there for everything. Yeah, and yeah, if, and some some things yeah. I was hands on, some things I 
I didn't know you were doing it. I see it done. I'm like, what the? You know, and, which is actually even cooler in a weird way because it's just like, Jesus Christ, where did this come from? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I knew about the pinball machines, but I didn't know necessarily about other things. And I'm just, wow, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's neat that, you're, that we're talking now and that you're here because it, it's like I always tell my story. I start off with my story and it's like my, my history. And part of it's like I'm very, and I had friends in the Bay Area, you know? And you're one of those friends. And, you know, like I was like, I was doing a lot of work in the Bay Area with like, you know, labels and bands and sure. stuff. And like, you know, you're part of that story, and you know, there oh. you are. So, that, you know, okay. that's pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted yeah. to help because you were remarkably talented, and that, that's really all it is. I, I helped a lot of people. I, if anyone doesn't know, I used to publish Garrett Magazine, and I, and through everybody, that, everybody, everybody knows. Well, I don't know who's going to see this. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. somebody yeah. just surfs in. You know, yeah. I have no idea. No, but, no, uh, actually, I was telling Brad earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that basically the people that, you know, are, are into my stuff and watch my stuff, I mean, I don't know. There's like a lot of people, but sure. I don't think that a lot of the people know. Your label or your uh, your uh, your magazine. So Mike did your head uh, uh, records and magazine. Um, yeah, um, throughout the nineties and early those. And, uh, yeah, um, well, actually, uh, actually uh, ninety three to 09 yeah. is the run. So yeah. it's a quite a, about eighteen years. So it spans both both times, but at different times, different things got busier than others. But you, what I, what I was telling him, you know, you, uh, the thing that was remarkable was you you just wanted to be involved in the scene, and so you did the most bold move I've ever seen, which was paint a fucking cover and just give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, I, I know you don't give thing, things away. I, I mean, I, is that bad to say that? But at this you point in your career, career I mean, you were a kid. You were you hired me. Well, yeah, yeah, you're, but, like, you're like, I want a Roth cover. Right, right. And, like, and I painted it and you gave but, me but, money. But, and I, didn't, but like, I didn't know yeah, you were yeah. going to show up and just hand me this <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, giant yeah, yeah, painting. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. No, for me, it was like, no, I remember I was living in Montreal and I was like, and Roth had just passed away and we'd been talking and you're like, man, I'd love for you to do like a gearhead cover. And I'm like, yeah, right on. What can we do? And we're like, what? I don't know. What should we do? Like, I'll come up with something. And then, you know, Roth ended up passing away. Everyone was bombed. And it was this terrible thing. And it is a terrible thing. Um, and then um, you're like, well, we want to do a tribute issue. Do you want to do the cover? I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. And I was at that fucking, at that point in time, I had just done the Electric Frankenstein record cover that I painted on canvas. Right. Which was a new thing for me. Um, and that was like, you know, met with success. And then, um, for me as an artist. And then I did the Demonics. And then I did I did your your gearhead cover. All those those are three in a row, mm. and that was like that was when I kind of bumped up a level from like being like this guy that did flyers and like well certainly you know, to the and, and, scene. and, 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 and seven inch covers which seven inch covers like I still do and they're cool but sure. I'm, and I'm not knocking that at all but it's like um, I bumped up uh, to this like you know like I could do paintings um, and it just yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it, it I felt the skill go up a little bit and then um, yeah. Uh, Basically, right. but, did your cover? But, yeah. but the and then, was, then, then you come out for like five years. Yeah, <laughs> four, four, yeah, four yeah, years. Four years. Right. Right. There was right. a well. There was a there was yeah. a gap because the the label took off, uh, and then I try. I had to get well, yeah, back yeah, to yeah. You got to yeah, yeah. And yeah, I had, yeah. actually got David Johns, Davey, you know, to, to be the editor for a while, and then finally did it. But uh, you were very patient for four years. But the cover you gave to me at a uh, in L. A. You yeah, just yeah. Showed up at the Ratfink. Uh, yeah. I was a guest there. And, yeah, uh, Ratfink uh, reunion. Yeah, we had to hide it because uh, yeah, we had to hide it because uh, they didn't want anyone to see it yet. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember Mike going, "Wow, it's amazing!" And he's like, "Stuff." So, but yeah, I guess what I'm saying is like, yeah. you know, like when when Coop did it, he was like, "Here's," it was a black and white, and he had a uh, Coco Hernandez color it. Oh, and she really? sent me oh, a color okay. file. You okay. know, like it was just it was like kind of just really cool to like here's a painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like I I didn't know how because you know for yeah. instance Rock and Jelly Bean which you set up that was 100 oh, yeah, percent your yeah, idea yeah. That's right. to get yeah. Rock and Jelly Bean to do a gearhead cover you're like you know who you need you need him and you were absolutely right about that because it was it's, it's amazing 
But you know, there's but no it's original. One of the greats, no yeah. original exists. You know, mm-hmm. he does not a computer, colored it. There's no actual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, thing. he was a lot of a lot of people are kind of doing that, going that direction these days. But um, he was like definitely one of the first guys I knew that was like you know his art's like he's doing he's got his own thing going on. He's he's taking like fucking computers to the next level. I mean, he does uh-huh. pencil sketches, but you know, he's taking the man and he's using that as part of the art and like the layers and like all kinds of shit. Yeah, I'm using a Cintiq now. Um, this is the uh, the Wacom. Um, and I bought that. This is not an endorsement for Cintiq, but I got endorsed because it's an awesome uh, thing. You can draw right on the screen. You can do color separations and all kinds of stuff. It's a uh, Wacom uh, Cintiq tablet. Um, I do that. I use it for color separations. I don't actually draw. I draw ink on paper still, mm-hmm. and that's the way I think I'll probably always do it. Can't say always, but I still love to do it. Sure. And, but owning an original for me, like I mean, we're going slightly off topic, but owning an original, having a big black line. I mean, I sell those. You know, that's kind of like sure. that's part of how like I'll get the job to do the art, and then I'll sell the art too. Well, we're showing them your raw yeah. one. It's yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Really today. The what? The Roth one. The the Bob oh, Boss. Yeah. Oh, oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. The Bob Boss. Yeah, yeah. And it's in my yeah, kitchen, yeah. and you. Yeah. Yeah, but you, I trade you a you cozy original. You got that thing up, man? You should put that thing away. It's no, so embarrassing. It's so no, old. And, it's super uh, cool. It's like, I love oh, that man. thing. But but it's but no, I traded you a Kozik original because you didn't have a Kozik black line, remember? And I had a ton of them. You gave me a Kozik, but it wasn't. You gave me money for that. No, I gave no, no, me. No, I no, traded no, you. No, because you're you're worried about your your partner at the time was going to no. be like mad at you. And no, I like, traded you the. I did not. I traded you the. I traded you the Kozik original of the 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 um. The, 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 the mouse tribute with the monster mm-hmm. gear shift on it. Mm-hmm. I had the original black line of that. Yeah, and you, yeah, and that yeah, we yeah, just yeah. traded. Yeah. Yeah, no money changed hands. <laughs> we just yeah. traded. Okay. And because you wanted to come as the original at that time, remember? Yeah, we traded something else for that. That was later on. Oh. Yeah, but um, anyways, well, we'll, all we'll I just, know is you I'll, wanted a Kozik and I had a stack of them. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I was yeah. like, pick right. one. Yeah, that's yeah. that's cool. my memory yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted that raw thing because like I think yeah. it's great. So and then and then that was was that your first velvet. When you made the, the poster for the, wasn't there a velvet version of that or like a, yeah yeah uh, was that the for, first time um, yeah you that was for the rat thing people the... yeah yeah it's for the rat thing people um, which by just I'm leading into David, David Chodish yeah he had the rat thing license for the U S right and was doing a show it was for uh, it was for like a, a raw show car show yes a retrospective of his life and, and stuff and uh, he had to get a poster with Gossett and it was a, a black belt right and yeah, that yeah. was the first mm-hmm. one with flocking right yeah first one to do with flocking right yeah, okay yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to lead yeah. into your yeah, art. Gotcha. I'm yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah, off yeah, me yeah, and yeah. onto you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an interviewer leads into. Yeah. But what I want to say, but before we get in, yeah. when I said, like, congratulations, whatever, but you, you, you come from remarkably humble origins. Remarkably humble. I mean, like... Out in the fucking snow. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, you, you know, we're adopted, and you're there, and they were, uh, you were... An only child. Mm-hmm. You were the only one there, and they yeah, spoke rat. And yeah. luckily, they were they indulged your creativity, right? Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. very lucky in that way. Yeah, yeah. From yeah, everything definitely. I know about your your parents, they yeah, seemed yeah. to, and they let you quit school when? Yeah, I was I was like basically fifteen. Um, I mean, I had been through like some shit. It, it was just like it wasn't for me. And by that point, I had known that and I was in punk rock, and I was just like. It wasn't working, you know, mm-hmm. and so my parents were like, "All right, you can quit school, but like you have to have a job. You know, you can stay live at the house, and but the only deal is like, you know, we'll sign you out because you got to be sixteen to quit." And I was like fifteen or fourteen or something. And it was like ninth grade, and uh, that was the deal, you know, just you know get a job. So I, I got a job at Kentucky Fried Chicken, and um, is the first like, time you got paid to do art doing signs and like chalk uh, signs? Yeah, basically, yeah. It was it was um, um, 
Yeah, the, yeah. The first real gig I got was like doing chalkboards for. Yes, I was a busboy for quite a few years in Ottawa and in different bars in the market where all the, that's kind of where all the bars are and oh, stuff, and oh. everyone hangs out. Um, and uh, yeah, there's this this restaurant company I worked for. They had three restaurants. Uh, it's called Blue Cactus. It's still there. Uh, still friends with the managers. Are still there. Um, great people. You know, it was a really really good experience. But they hired me. They, they believed in me, and they're like, I would draw before I had my shift because mm. like they would start you when it got busy. So sometimes I'd sit for an hour or two. Which is actually really cool because I, I would just draw, and um, they were like, "Wow, you're good, you're good at drawing and stuff, you know." And um, do you want to do the chalkboards? And so with that, I was like, "Okay, um, I want like twenty dollars, a pitcher of beer, and like a steak." <laughs> yeah. And they did, they gave it to me, and like so I get off work before everyone, and I'd be, I had my steak and my pitcher of beer, yeah, yeah. and they'd be like, "Look at Donnie over there," but yeah, that's, yeah. that's what's up. Like, that's what's up. I'm just telling like, him that. Like, I'm like, I'm living, I'm living right. high, and like look at the art I did. Or I come in early to do the chalkboard for every Friday. And uh, every Friday after work, I get my steak and my, you know, my surf and turf, which is like a little bit of this and that. But, but again, it's humble origin. Right. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah that's yeah. a humble yeah, beginning. I, I, tend to, to, I, I tend to wander off track. Hey, no, 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 no. That's great. No, 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 no. That's that's perfect. But my point is, from that to you know, Aerosmith Pinball Machine is, is yeah. pretty yeah. remarkable, yeah. really. I um, mean, I don't. Before I forget uh, something that no one will ever know, um, I took uh, one of them. They wanted a hockey one. It was like like Labats or something. We need hockey players. So I put the Hanson Brothers from Vancouver on there. And like, it was a chalkboard that only lasted a year, but it was a fucking Hanson Brothers. So I'm like, what? Dude, dude, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, there. And some people were like, some of my friends were like, hey, Hanson Brothers, yeah, good job. We're working you know, in like, snuck yeah, yeah, the block. Yeah, yeah snuck the block. That's amazing. But I used that as a, as a, as a, as a <laughs> shit. I used the chalkboards as a, as a kind of a school of, of um, text and type to mm-hmm. learn how to like, I'm like, each, I'm going to do a different font each fucking, you know, chalkboard I do. So I would do something, I would try out different lettering. And that's Did a you have a font book? No, 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 I made or... it up out of my head, or I grab, like, I grab shit, like, from, um, I grab a Gearhead magazine, I grab a, um, one of the mags from back in the day, um, um, it was before Juxtapose, I, I, it was around that time, but, um, maybe they were at issue four or five, it was early, but, um, yeah, I grab whatever I could, you know, just, like, an old skateboard or, like, a fucking, a record cover, and I'd be like, mm, I'm gonna try to draw that, oh. and that's kind of how I got good at lettering, you know, yeah. um, because before, like, you know, I didn't have a computer forever until I moved to California, and uh, I would just hand letter everything. And, yeah. You know, I mean, I use I use um, fonts now, like, but I use them, like, kind of here and there, like, when I, if it's, like, a, a festival, and there's, like, a fucking thousand, you know, yeah. like, bands, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll use them. Sure. <laughs> That's what it's for, you know? <laughs> yeah. But but the headliners, it's usually always, like, sure. I'll draw my own. Who's going to hand letter a thousand bands? Alan Forbes. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, That's yeah. true. <laughs> Love him. Love the guy. <laughs> And it's, and it's usually legible. It's very yeah, usually yeah, quite yeah. readable. It's really actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. pretty remarkable with lettering. But yeah, but uh, okay. No, I just I, I wanted to. I don't know how many people know that. I mean, you talk about that in the first book a little bit. The sign thing, but I, I just I think it's interesting because in custom culture, so many guys started with sign work. Yeah, that's how I got into pinstriping. Yeah, because yeah. I did you uh, after I got that that gig. I got uh, the Dominion Tavern. It's still there in Ottawa. It's the rock and roll bar where fucking. I don't know, like a Electric Frankenstein played, the Humpers played. All the bands in the 90s played there, and all the bands now still play there. But they were like, hey, okay, awesome, we love your chalkboards, do our chalkboards, do our um, our logo, our t-shirt, um, and we want you to paint the window of the, f- the front door, like, coming in. And I'm like, well, I- I've never done that, so I'm out there with, like, some shitty, like, model paint. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to do it. Didn't know about one shot yet. No, no, and I was sitting yeah. there talking, like, some guy coming by, some old guy, he's like, you should use one shot. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's sign paint, paint. I'm like, oh shit. So I go, like, oh, and this really? is before the internet. So I'm like, mm, okay, it's a one shot. So I'm trying to look for it. And I find this old store and get some one shot. 
and they're like, we got pinstriping brushes. I'm like, wow. And then I'm, um, I was at the same time I was uh, getting the Moon Eyes catalogs, and I, I, they had the old Ed Roth catalogs. I have them over there. I'll pull them out after, sure. and we can do some shots. But um, that's how I learned how to pinstripe by reading those Ed Roth um, oh, the yeah. little fanzines. And sure. he was like, it was a little black and white. Photo yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like Rumbacher. He gives a list of the brushes he uses and all that shit. That's mm-hmm. how I had to do it before the internet. It was like, you know, you had to sure. like, dig in there and find. I didn't know that other people were doing it when I was that's, doing it. You know, I didn't like, know an old man walked by and told you all I didn't know that there was like a scene of like, you know. Yeah, sure. I didn't know that. Like, I mean, I knew that there was some shit going on out here, but like, I didn't realize that there was like, you know, I was just like, it's an old sign painters thing. You right, know, like, sure. And so that's how I got into pinstriping and I got my first Grumbacher and then, uh, you know, I'd start pinstriping and, and when I moved to California, it was still like, you didn't see it at car shows yet so much or yeah, that. Yeah, it was sure. Like, we, were, we were always like, flames blew up in the 90s. And, oh, then, yeah. and when we were doing pinstriping, they were like, they were like pinstriping is the new flames. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then flake became exactly. the new pinstriping and then, yes. you know, now it's nebulous. Yes. You know? There you like, go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to come back. It's going to come back again. The flames are coming yeah. back. You know? Are like, they? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the guys are with the hats and the flames, those are gone now. It's yeah. Really, oh, they're all wearing sports I, hats now. So. I, as long as neon doesn't come back. <laughs> like in the 90s, you would go yeah. to like, well, Sears he, Point, everything was neon. Yeah, like, I, mean, no, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, that's, you know. but there's a taste for that. You know, you don't want a neon fanny pack, but maybe you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be cool. You never know. Is yeah. it? If you, but here's one thing. If you're <laughs> once into something, like that thing might be cool again, no matter how douchey it might be now. For sure. Know, it's just my, that's kind of how I look at things. Sure. Know, like, culture and no for stuff, sure yeah. and all I, all I ever wanted to do was re- make sh- reintroduce that stuff back in to make sure it wouldn't be forgotten yeah. like if you love something you put Bedeck shows up yeah. in your art all the time you, you know monsters little every, everything you like yeah, as a yeah. kid eventually yeah. Yeah, will yeah, show yeah, up yeah, in your art and, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. going to ask real specifically like this Wizards and where in the hell does that come from man I, you know I, I, as a kid I, I was I was uh, uh, really into Dungeons and Dragons with my big cousins oh, okay. and uh, we would yeah. play we, my, my grandmother lived around the corner from my parents they had a swimming pool my cousins would come from Montreal in the summer on the weekends, and we would go swimming, and then we'd play like D&D, and this was like 83 probably, or yeah. 82. I was a little kid, a little boy, and they were a couple years older, and they knew how to play, and so we'd go to the mall, and we'd buy like the manuals and the dice. I was more into the dice, and, yeah, and sure. looking at the characters in the monster manual, I'd read the art, and they would play, and they would always let me win, and you know, like... My other big cousin, I ended up beating him with a sword, because like, you know, they let me win. And, <laughs> but it was one of those things from when I was a kid, and I was like, I was like, you know, I, I, I saw, I, I kind of like, I was like getting into, um, I've all, we've always all, I think we've all like custom bands for forever, you know, I mean, you remember, um, this kind of starts like, even before this, like I was a little kid, but when, uh, when House Industries put out the band, oh, and, sure. you know, and then I came in the road from that, you know, so right. that had all been in the back of my head. And sure. I got really into like van murals and shit. Like I was like, you know, then back into Frazetta, which I was really into as a teenager and like that whole kind of realm. I don't know. I just, I just kind of got back into it. I'm like, this, this is a forgotten thing. You know, sure. this is like, because I was just so sick of like at the time. I mean, I'm not. I love it, but I was so sick of like, you know, just seeing pinstriping everywhere. Yeah. And, and I was like, just seeing the same stuff everywhere. I'm like, fuck, man. Like we got a, like the flake and the, and 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 and, and a, yeah, the warrior with the right. woman and the yeah, you know, like yeah. like a chick with a fucking ray gun protecting the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I mean, like your jokes about her fubar, but now it's like rad. You know, for sure. Me. No, um, so that's sort of how I got into it. Then I went on eBay and I started buying. Uh, they're over there actually. I started buying all the uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons books I had when I was a kid because I don't know where mine went. Sure. But I got all the old ones and they were like five bucks each. And huh? I was going through them and I was just reminiscing and I was like, you know, it's just like an untapped market and. You know, that's kind of when I when I met. I was doing. Uh, we'll go get into this later. But I started doing work over at Kozik's shop. He had extra space, and I was doing my airbrushing. And mm-hmm. he's like, "I got this giant space, and you can work here." And, and me and him. Um, <laughs> that's um, funny because 
Same thing. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, basically yeah. moved your head in here. Right? Yeah, yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Here's your, this yeah, will be yours. Yeah. Okay. Same. Yeah. I got awesome stories. It's just same. amazing. I know you do too. Um, yeah. And that's how we met Skinner, the artist. And Skinner yeah. was doing the same thing. He was doing yeah. like, you know, like the Twice I Dice and super cool. But I just, um, I got into it and then uh, uh, it just ended up, things kind of shifted that way. And, you know, um, I was doing a lot of flake uh, panels in like yeah. 2008, 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, uh, there wasn't any people doing that then. Yeah. I met a dude at the time that was doing it, and I'm like, "You're doing it too? Oh, that's cool! I gotta see your shit." And it was uh, Max Chef, oh, yeah. uh, does sure. bikes and, and sure. uh, like 4Q. And uh, I mean, now it's kind of everywhere, which is cool. But um, you know, it was really good because when I was doing that stuff, then there wasn't a lot of people doing it, so I got like, a shitload of business. You know? yeah. I got like did like Bron from Mastodon did two drum kits for him and. Yes. You know, fucking Metallica guitars and bases and shit. You know? Sure. I was looking at those last night. And, the the yeah. fucking guitar, the guitar you did for Brendan Small with the, the thing from Dune at the bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so rad. And it's, it's <laughs> just a, a total combination of those two styles in a way that you may not have expected. Right. But the panels are, like, like organic and flowy like you sure. expect from, like, a... Fantasy seven. Yes, yeah, you don't want it to look like a van, you know. Yeah, the thing I explained to him. Like, yeah, because he's like, I want to do in guitar, and I like yeah. your flake, and I'm like, well, let's make it look like a, like a, you know, yeah. like a custom van. And uh, he was really into. It. He's like, yeah, can you? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So he sent me the guitar. I think that's my favorite thing in the book. Yeah. I was I oh, was yeah, going yeah. back through it last night, and uh, man, like I'm, I, I was born in '85, so all I was the perfect age for secondhand stuff. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of the toys you got around here, my friends had like you, you can pick them up at thrift stores. Then and yeah. it's like this whole. Like, I think it's like that with me and him too, because I got like you know the shit that he got. I knew what it was, but I never had. I never had yeah. Bionic Man as a kid that you could look through. I got them, but I never had that you know yeah. giant figures. And that when we first met, we connected on a lot of toys. Oh, stuff, sure. He was the big would be would have been the big kid with all the you know the shit that I yeah. never got. So oh, my neighbors had it specifically. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do board games, but I was an only child. Sad. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I play battling yeah. tops against yourself, right. I figured it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I recently got an Eagle One. I got the toy yeah. Eagle One, and this kid Perry Muriel that lived around the corner was a fucking asshole, and he wouldn't let anyone play with it. And he's like, I got Eagle One. He'd fly around. He's like, oh, jeez. Like Perry yeah. Muriel, he's a dick, and like now I got it. <laughs> and when I got it, it came in from uh, you know in the mail, and I opened it up. I'm like, fuck you, Perry Muriel. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like a grown man. You know, my. <laughs> I remember what my neighbors, the communities, they had some nutty mads, but they were always chewed, their dog would, you know, oh, it was always missing it. So I never actually saw how they were supposed to look. And then you finally get one. I'm like, oh, the mailman has letters. Or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I was halfway into the point, but uh, it made me really nostalgic for stuff from that part of my life that I didn't realize I was missing like I was a huge like science and sci-fi nerd when I was a kid I remember there was a book from a library I'd get it was like the planets of the solar system and what would aliens look on those and it was like the most amazing like 70s psychedelic like it should have been airbrushed on the side of a van mm-hmm. and uh I, I I should look it up and figure out who actually did that but that style is so em. ubiquitous I got them all yeah um when I did my I did an art show in 2000 or uh, 2011 at Copper Gallery in LA and this was sort of like a point for me. And my I, my first book had just come out or yeah. about a year before that. And the first book was the first 10 years in California. And after that came out, I mean, there was a lot of monsters and Monster Evil. There's a book basically like on monsters. And right. that was my sort of like, you know, my thing. And, but this was like this turning point when I was doing like the, the, the D&D stuff and the uh, um, fantasy stuff. I 
I did a whole show, and it was the whole show was like this was is like fantastic fucking, voyage. Yeah, yeah, it was it was like fan, you know, sci-fi fantasy, you know, yeah. like the whole thing. I'll show um, you guys. I got, I got a painting, and oh, you seen that in the book and stuff. It, like, it, I, got, I forget who wrote that. Someone from Van Valeros wrote that part. Oh, of the Jay book? Cruz, yeah, my it, friend it, artist, Jay Cruz, he, awesome it, artist. Yeah, did such an amazing I'm job sure you, explaining. Guys, his number, and you guys can. Uh, <laughs> That'd be awesome. To him. Um, he, but, uh, yeah, he he, uh, he explained this transition from like the sort of Roth era stuff to the the seventies era stuff. So brilliantly, and that it was really cool. It made like opening that section of the book was a a lot more meaningful because you see, like, all right, this is Donnie, this is also Donnie, and here's all of this together. It was it was really cool. Like, that's nice to hear that. That's really cool. Like that... the the flake D twenties that are in the the art studio, along with all the other seventy stuff. They could yeah, let it go for audio for a yeah, second. Coming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, we roll on everything all right. for Nick. You know? We roll for everything. Yeah. There's a, there's a uh, if you don't know what's happening, there's an ambulance going by or a fire. There's a fire station right over there. So right. we, have, we have church bells like <laughs> across the street of fire. So doing video here is usually one, uh, yeah, very right. interesting. One or the other. Yeah. Church or church or jail is basically the. There's a, there's a juvie, a church, and a fire fire right. station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mount Davidson. That's the famous famous hill. I'm not surprised though that you transitioned to Naya because to me. You were never one note. I mean, I never thought of you as just monsters because you would do. You could first of all you could draw anything, a. But b, uh, just you know, like you know, you're painting and you're doing line art and you're doing, and then and some of it, like if you're going to make a sticker, then you obviously make, you know, you would you would always keep the and what what is the product actually in mind, and then you would make the art adapt to what it ultimately was going to be used for. Yeah, you know, like yeah, a lot of people yeah. do. Oh, thanks for seeing that. Yeah, do you, yeah, you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Because a lot of yeah, times they'll have somebody will have an image like, "Well, I'll put it on a mug." Well, it doesn't work on a mug. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Or maybe this yeah. doesn't translate to a sticker. Yeah. Or maybe this isn't right for a t-shirt. Maybe this is perfect for a t-shirt. But you know, like yeah. you always had the. See, that's that. That's. You know, well, that's the commercial artist in you. That's the commercial aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, there's there's that you know thing between fine art. And, so I went to art school for commercial art. Everything was like we are going to try to. As many people in the world can see this, are going to see this. It's going to be in magazines. It's going to be in books, and you have to play to that. You mean you and you always had the end result of what the product was going to be in mind. I could see yeah. that like immediately, you know. And uh, yeah. other people, because I mean, you know, like not in like a Norman Rockwell kind of way or something, but, but that was he did magazine cup. That's what he was doing, you know. Uh, could he do a fine arts? Could could he have just been a gallery guy? Of course, but you know, it's like that thing. Like, no, I want to, you know. You, you know, you weren't concerned. I remember you telling me why you didn't want to, You didn't do tattoos. You could have went that route too. But yeah, you wanted, yeah. You wanted a much bigger. Is that fair to say that? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. Um, it was just it were, there was a fork in the road. I mean, there was definitely like two directions. It was like, am I going to tattoo or am I going to? And this was like early nineties, like ninety two, ninety one. I was yeah, like, yeah. going to make my decision. Then like, I'm like, well, you know, I, I really like. I I really want to like like go off and do. I want to do record covers and posters, and I could have done all that while tattooing too, but um. I just was like, you know, I, I thought with tattooing, I th- I'm pretty fucking sure I'm going to be really good at it. And, you know, I'll pro- it'll probably be very, like, it would probably have been a, a not a, a bad path, you know? Yeah. It probably would have been really cool. But um, I took this path because, to me, it was just personally more uh, interesting because I get bored. I get bored really quick, and I mm-hmm. like to move around and do different things. And this way, I could do whatever the fuck I want. Because right. there's no label on it. There's no, like, there's no, you're not, there's, there's no wall. There's no, like this is your machine and this is what you gotta do and right. I, mean, I mean hey but, I mean there, you can do a million uh, amazing art with tattoos and, and, yeah, sure, and, and sure. it's open but with this what I mean is like you're you're taking a drawing and you're putting it on somebody 
that's cool. But with me, it's like I, I'm taking a drawing, I'm putting it on like like anything I want. Right, and, and even yeah. when a tattoo artist goes on to have success, and I think it's always like tattoo artist, whoever mm-hmm. is having an arch, you know, right. like it, they yeah, still have yeah, the yeah. tattoo tag on it. It yeah, kind of yeah, stays yeah. with them, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, even uh-huh. at Hardy, for Christ's sake. Uh-huh. And he's, you know what I mean? He's still yeah. always like, you've seen, have you seen his art yeah. that he does? Yeah. You'd never know the guy did tattoos, but they're still, t- you know, it's always right. like the mm-hmm. tattoo artist mm-hmm. that always, you know. So it's, I think yeah. that's, I think that's good. Yeah. And uh, seeing the big picture early on is, is kind of, Makes you kind of unique, I think. It's yeah. kind of, kind of, kind of cool because yeah. you know, and then you know, and like that art. I mean, look, like look how well it transitioned to like a pinball machine or something functional too, or a mug or some just functional things. That's commercial art. Yeah, it's being yeah. used. It's yeah, being, yeah. it's being interacted with. Yeah, it's definitely, you know? definitely been a strong point. You know, a lot, a lot of moving here too. You know, like was the first ten years was um, was sort of like relearning like you know it's like you're going to your own school of business yeah. you know that was like a huge thing like learning how to like how, learning how to deal with personalities learning how to deal with clients learning how to like your own anxieties and 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 learning how to you know I, mean, I was always good at self promoting and stuff but that whole angle was a big thing it's not just drawing you know it was like this whole other yeah. kind of like no, you know, sure. what, what to do and that's kind of like you know um, it's just it's it's so important you know. Um, Breaking off into the doing that show was like a big thing for me though, like yeah. doing that like sci-fi show. It's like they're expecting monster stuff, and they're like, "Where's all the monsters?" And I'm like, "It's all sci-. you know." Right. I, I, I told Frank about that because the gallery uh, that was like, "Hey, where's all your monster stuff?" Uh, this, you know, we want the Dirty Donnie monsters, and he's like, "That is a Dirty Donnie art," you know. And that's it's, it's what it was, you know. Right. It was like all the new the new shit, you know, and, and people dug it. And I did actually um, one thing I did was I did a lot of uh, blacklight paintings, mm-hmm. and those sold right away. Those are the things that people were like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Man? yeah. When that happened, I was like, I'm going to do a fucking poster. So yeah. I did a black light poster, fucking sold out. So I'm like, this is it. I'm just going to roll with this, you know? Yeah. So I started doing it. And that's actually become, I was like, I'm just going to do a series. And then, so now black light, you know, that style, yeah. that look with my style of art, I can go anywhere with it, you know, but that's become my new thing. Yeah. So they just, I, you know, that's what I do now. That's my poster. If, you, if I do a dirty dummy poster, that's it's going to be sure. that yeah. style. Yeah, and they were amazing. They won't look like they used to look. They'll, on you know, the paper will be black. And well, at the book release know. party for you know the, the recent book. That's the first time I saw them all together. It was oh, pretty yeah, remarkable. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, thank you, like, thank you. you know, whoa. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, was, it, was it was nice to go somewhere It was nice to kind of go to some place that uh, hadn't been brought back yet to bring something back. because we all brought back the raw shit in the nineties and. Videos, but no one had brought back the black uh, blacklight. Like no one was doing yeah. it, you know. Yeah. So, cool. so you got that going, and the van thing, and you got you had model kits, and yeah, the model kit thing was a kind of a cool deal. That was like um, um, they I don't can't remember how we I knew this guy John through pinball. John works for AMT, which is actually Round Two. Round Two is a company that owns like Polar Lights, AMT. They own like a, a um, they own a shitload of model companies. Yeah. Polar and, Lights and, does all the Aurora reissues. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about doing a model kit, and um, he was like, "Well, I got I got these these cars that we're going to reissue, and they need like nice box art and decals, and like you know we can mix and match some parts. And do you want to do a car?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." So which, which oh, I did the van. I did the van yeah. first. I'm looking up at them because like, yeah, they're right, up there. Right, yeah. right. um, if you're Brett's got his thing, but we'll finish out later. Brett's here. Right at the one time you really really want to to do so. a pan, he was uh, <laughs> suspiciously absent. <laughs> 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 So, anyways, uh, I did the I did the uh, AMT van model kit first, and that was met with success. And then uh, I signed a three kit deal, and um, we're doing more more now. I did a charger, and we're working on the second monster. Um, 
So that was pretty cool. And uh, it's they don't they don't sell like like they did back in the you know sixties seventies. It's not like like I think they used to sell like three four five hundred thousand kids. And uh, well, so it's, it's, it's mostly one guys million that, rat that, fin kids. Just the rat fin. It sold one million. Oh really? Okay, which yeah, is yeah, yeah, that doesn't I mean, over yeah. ten years or whatever. Sure, but still, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's I mean, crazy. That, it's impossible to get your head around numbers like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's crazy. But now, obviously, it's like it's not. a... But same, it's the guys that bought the kits back in the day. Those are the guys that are buying them now, and then some kids too. Sure, but um, I so. um, it's just fun to do, and it got a lot of attention. So that was a kind yeah. of a neat thing. But so, what? My question is, what haven't you done? Uh, damn, I don't know, man. I got to tell you, like after doing like like my third pinball machine, I'm fucking. I got the, I got the fucking fever, man. I'm like I'm hooked. Yeah, I just yeah. it's always been my thing. Um, well, not it's our thing, but. When I first met you, like you know, I had a pinball machine in my living room in Montreal, and I was always yeah. I was buying pinball books, and I was like, it was my secret go-to thing. Like nobody I knew really, like no artists I knew really knew about Coop did, but mm-hmm. nobody really kind of like got that like you know these guys from back in the day, like Dave Christensen, and mm-hmm. Gordon Morrison, and even Greg Ferris, who's still doing art. He's like our director at Stern. These guys did all this amazing artwork that sort of slightly got overlooked. Now it's coming back. Like now people are like, fuck, mm-hmm. like pinball man. You know, it's like it's it's blowing up. Barcades everywhere. But that was my go-to thing to get inspiration for, even though I was doing, like, Rothamo. I was getting inspiration sure. for, like, you know, weirdo kits and stuff, too, big time. But that was, like, one of my go-to things, you know, so. Yeah, so the first one was the helicopters machine, right? Uh, yeah, oh, oh yeah, the, uh, the custom games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, me and Wade did the, uh, we took the uh, Kingpin and we tore it down, and Wade went completely through it and made this thing, like, brand new again. Mm-hmm. And, um this is actually kind of interesting. Uh, when we did that, I was like, you know, Metallica's on the road. They're super busy. But, like, I got to show this thing to James. And I just I don't want to email it to him. I just don't want him to see it. And then um, um, and then uh, I, I emailed him. I'm like, hey, are you going to be at Bulletproof? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going. I'm like, cool. I'm going to bring that helicopter's game I told you about. You should come check it out. I mean, inside, that was the last year I did it. it was, we were inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think you guys were there. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was he came by the booth and uh, he's like he's like yeah he's playing and he's like yeah and he's like I want one, um, so me and Wade uh, we went down to the studio and we talked to him we worked it all out and uh, we made the Metallica pinball machine and we, we that's when we met our friend Tanyo Kleitz who's now working at Stern as a programmer. Um, we had Tanyo no one had, I don't think anyone like I'm not sure but I don't think anyone had reprogrammed a game at least if they did it wasn't to that fucking level with sure. like music and like sure. to make it that cool like this predates the ACDC game Stern put out and uh, it was like when we got to pl- we got to bring it to a pinball convention Pacific mm-hmm. Pinball Expo alive uh, for one one time you know so James bought it and sure. you know got to bring it out and people fucking loved it there's like a lineup to play it and um, I mean that was it you know like when we made that machine it was like Tanya got hired and then like a couple of years later I got the call from Stern and they're like yeah you know Metallica they they want you know we want you to do a game for us. It's Metallica, and they want you to do the art. So what do you think? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, I was yeah. standing right there, and I was like, oh man, I'm getting the magic call. Yeah, it's, yeah I'm sure. getting the call from from the pinball company, and it's like it's like going on. And I was like, the moment, you know, and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm doing it. I'm on, and I'm. And now, and now, when I go home to Pittsburgh, my friends bars. Let's go to the bar and squirrel it. And there it is. Yeah. It's in bars in Pittsburgh. You know, it's like, you know I took I, a picture and said, "I'm like, I did so many fucking record covers and so many fucking posters, and like, you just you want that piece of art that you pour your heart and soul into. You want people to like put it in their bar, and like, you want to go around yeah. and be like, far away from home, and like, oh shit, there, all that hard work, there it is on someone's wall, and people are enjoying it. You know, that's as an artist, it's a cool thing. Sure. You know. And I just never thought it would happen that way, but what a good way for it to happen, because it's awesome. like, 
dysfunctioning art pieces. Oh, something you love since gallery. your childhood, yeah. also. Uh-huh. So you have that you know direct connection to the playing pinball machines. Yeah, yeah, you totally. Know. Yeah, that happened in a big way. That like game is like they. I don't know. There's so many of them all around the world, and I get texts and emails every day. About, Do you have any like, idea how many they made? We had a lot. I don't, I don't know. I don't like know how many thousands? exactly. Yeah, well, definitely thousands. Yeah, okay. I don't know how many uh, wow. exactly, but I know that they... Uh, they and it all started with the one custom one. Really? What's that? It all started with the one custom one. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's why Metallica were like, well, fuck, we gotta get done here. You know? Right. You know, and I think people yeah. saw that game and they're like, fuck rock games, you know, like... Yes. I don't know. I mean, you know. What you did artistically, and that's pretty unique for what I perceive as going on with pinball art in general now, because mostly it's like... You know, some digital layout from some movie that's thrown together and stuck on an existing, what do you call it, cabinet? Or yeah, like a wrap or a Photoshop thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, luckily that's like, all changing. And, and um, with doing that, um, because of Metallica, because of Stern, and those guys believing in me and letting me do my thing and yeah. putting this game out, and because of the Metallica fans and because of the pinball fans, like, like loving it, sending messages, and going out and buying the fucking game, um, making it a hit, yeah. Uh, that opened the doors now for artwork. Now, now everyone realizes that, like, because like when you're a big business, like you, you just do what, what what's right, and you got to do what's right for the books. Because like you know, you get a couple of bad things in a row, you could sink you. Sure. Power companies, whatever, you know. Sure. It's like yeah. so you gotta you gotta just do what's right. So that proved to you know kind of the world that like hey you know like pinball can have hand drawn art again, and yeah. so that's opened the door. There's been new artists coming in. Um, that's awesome. Um, Yeti, awesome fucking artist, and he's, he's he did the Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and and there's a bunch of others. Um, um, Greg Ferris uh, did uh, Elvira and Party Monsters, and uh, Elvira Party Monsters, and, and the other, the uh, Elvira Scared Stiff. He's the art director at Stern. Um, so yeah, and uh, I did Eric Smith. Yeah, how, the know, ones, like, how did that come? They just called same thing. They called yeah. you. And... Yeah, it was the same. It was it, well, I don't know Aerosmith. You know, with Metallica, I know them. So, sure. You know, they're like you know like, like friends. But um, with Aerosmith, I, I you know I like the band. I like Aerosmith. Like you know, people don't like them. They like them. Whatever. It's People don't well, like things they like well, things. Well, I love them, and I think it's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So do I. So, you know, I can give a Same old song and dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he doesn't like fun. it. It's like, exactly. you know, of course, there's going to be a couple of trolls. Like, man, that yeah. band sucks. It's like, pff, I don't yeah. care. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's bands I don't like that you no. probably like, so I don't know, or whatever. Like, it's cool. The, like, the likeness is yeah. real cool because you got to use oh, your thanks, traditional yeah. style. You know, you were doing that with bands years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool that. See Aerosmith, yeah, 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 <laughs> in an yeah, official yeah, capacity, yeah, right. yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were doing yeah. cartoons of the Million Dollar Marxists or whoever. Now it's Aerosmith. Yeah, it's, the river, riverboat yeah, gambler, exactly. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, cool. it's just kind of taking that to the next, uh, the next level. Um, um, oh, yeah. No, that was cool. They were like, I mean, they were they were like, um, uh, Stern were like, uh, hey, we got Aerosmith, and I'm like, yeah, rock title, totally, and like, and all I thought in my head, I was picturing the. Uh, uh, the the scene in Days and Confused to uh, Sweet Emotions, the opening yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. in the parking lot. I'm like, that's the vibe I'm going for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm gonna you know go for that, and I want to make them look cool. I want to sure. I don't want to make Aerosmith look goofy, which could be easy. Like I didn't want sure. them to be a little big head, monstery. Sure. It's like I want an illustration. I want the band to look cool. I want you to look at the pinball machine and be like, wow, there's so much cool artwork on this, and like you know you want to play. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a great like sense of humor to your art on there too. Like I was looking at the Metallica one just a few minutes ago, and it's like every little corner's got some little joke in it. Like it's yes, it's, it's great with pinball. You know, it's like yeah. the way that guys used to do it back in the day. Dave Christensen, who did the uh, Nitro Ground Shaker that I have out there. Um, um, you know, he's like my my fa- one of my favorite artists. Yeah. You know, and if you look at his shit, there's like all this hidden stuff. There's all kinds of crazy detail everywhere, and that's 
that's that's the, the vibe I'm going for. That's the kind of thing I'm trying to bring, put back in it. And, that's awesome. And I think that's where the other artists are going to. And uh, it's great. It's a really cool thing to see, you know. It's really cool. Pin, pinball, um, but what struck me as unique about what you did is, like, to, to us coming from a custom car world into some other subculture <laughs> like pinball, like, we, we learn from the past and build something new. I actually, yeah. I, I'm not sure that that's that common for other subcultures. Like, people celebrate collecting toys, but they don't go build their own ones. You know, like, so pinball fans aren't necessarily thinking, like, someone should hand paint a, a new monster Metallica pinball machine. I mean, it's, it's pretty I, yeah, unique. Like, pin, you pinball sort of, took, um, it took, it took a real dip, you know, and probably, like, late 90s, like, through the O's, like, it just, it was, it was almost non-existent, you know, and, and uh, there's, like, some documentaries out there about it, uh, can't remember what they're called. There's a couple they, good machines, Adam's Family. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's Once 90s, like, those are amazing, 90, yeah, 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 and they were doing great, but what right. happened was, I think, um, a lot of these companies got into slot machines, which was more oh, lucrative, and, and um, um, pinball just kind of died out, you know, there was, like, uh, it was a weird world, you know, last decade, you know, like, the O's, I mean, there was a transfer from, uh, um, from like you know selling CDs to like MP3s, what are we gonna do? You know, right, right. there's like there's a lot of shit going on the internet. It was you know so iPhones are coming out. It was like a whole shift, you know, and uh, no one really you know knew what was up. But yeah, um, I remember it, that. It, yeah. Skin, yeah, right? Can I do skins like for phones? Can I? You know, it's yeah, like yeah, what's yeah, the next yeah, thing? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But totally, yeah, luckily, yeah. the right thing happened. Like vinyl yeah. became really appreciated. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. vans and blacklight posters <laughs> and pinball machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah luckily yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Cool then, and it's cool. I now. knew it was all happening. Yeah, of course, it was all. It was all. It was yeah, all. I fucking knew. I got exactly. it all planned out. Exactly. But the next shit's secret. I'm not gonna yeah. tell you till it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. Don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really capitalize <laughs> yeah, for yeah, once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's good to see pinball making a giant comeback. Part of that, too, is, like, you know, um, kids want to go out on dates with their fucking... They're, like, 21. They want to bring a date out, like, a guy or girl. They'll go to a bar. And that was barcades popping up all yeah. over America. I think there's, like, one a week. Um, they're just everywhere. And you can go there, put your cell phone down, you can play some games, some 80s arcade games. Yeah. You can play pinball. And uh, it's it's, it's, it's really good. You have yeah. a beer. Yeah, exactly. Go on a date. It's really good for the hobby because now, like you know, Stern's selling pinball machines. Jersey Jack's got uh, they're they're doing pinballs. There's a place, uh, company called uh, Spooky Pinball. They're they're putting up pinball machines, and uh, it's awesome. just it's it's really coming back, you know. Or it, actually, it's back. It's just now it's just it's getting bigger. You know, oh. it's starting to swell. That's cool. I I guess the point I was making it it didn't seem like a very forward looking business. Like they continue to do something retro, and it's cool to see something like inspired from something old, but is brand new and unique. It, I don't, it doesn't happen very often. No, that's true. What do you mean? A lot of things could be revisited in a cooler way, and they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that yeah. is. So. It's, it's really hard to. Uh, it's really hard to convince uh, people when uh, their livelihoods and their their business is at stake. You know, it's really hard to yeah. convince the bean counters. And then you know, I mean, it's just it, I I'm not dissing them in any way. It's just sure. fuck, man. You know, I'm not going to do something that I you know. Here you want to bet the farm? Like, right. oh shit! You're like, you know, like, like, I don't know about that. It sounds cool, but like, I kind of like what I'm doing. You know, like, right. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm really uh, struggling to. I've think bet of the farm s- before too, but, <laughs> but I'm just saying. You know, I'm struggling like, to think of something you haven't done because there's pinball decks, you know, vinyl figures, stickers, of course. I've never peed myself when I'm drunk. No, um, I've never. Uh, no, but I mean like funny, funny car, right? So it's uh, custom cars. Yeah, yeah, funny car. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of what you haven't car. done. It's uh, that's weird. I'm, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Tommy, shoes. You did. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I did Metallica shoes for van, uh, half cab for vans. Right. Metallica slip ons for vans. Um, I'm, I'm really trying to think of what you haven't done. 
It's hard. I'm not kidding. I okay. can't think of anything. Well, thanks. It's flattering, Mike. No, but I mean, seriously, <laughs> buttons, sticker. I'm trying to think. What, jeans? You haven't done, like, custom jeans? We, all, me and, we, we designed some. Me and Rusty Pot Mike. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rusty Pot Mike. We designed oh, of course. Some. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he, I did a design for a back pocket for a pair of jeans, and it never went there. Oh, okay. It was but, cool. Well, there you cool. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. my buddy Trev, back in Ottawa, he's like, he's like, fuck, man. He's like, the only clothes I own are the clothes you give me. He's like, I never buy clothes. And he's got holes in his shoes. And I'm like, he can afford shoes. He just lazy but, like, but I clothe them I'm like dude I'm making pants they're coming yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know like they're coming they're in the mail buddy you know yeah, but, uh, but is there yeah. what, is there anything you want to really do that you haven't done that you can think of man I gotta tell you like like this is the first month um, last year was like 2016 for me it was work year um, I started the book designed it and got in design did all the design I, I learned from the first book uh, from working with uh, my friends uh, 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 Brian Bounds and Dan Stoner they helped me put it right, together right and uh, I learned a lot about, you know, putting a book together sure. in design. Brian taught me in design. And then this time around, I was able to kind of take that. And uh, and, and Kozik helped me quite a bit, too. And I, uh, just with, like, you know, just, just ideas and where to go and what to do. And, like, um, but this time around, yeah, I took it. And uh, um, you know, I had photo shoots, multiple photo shoots. But I, I worked my fucking ass off of the book. And then I worked my ass off in Aerosmith. And then I did the Can Crusher pinball. Did that coloring book. And, like, a bunch of posters. But basically, all last year was, like, one just giant work year. And then I'm like, okay book's going to come out, pinball's going to come out, and then it's going to be like, like, when that shit happens, that's when, like, the phone, like, rings, and yeah. um, that's when the money wave goes. That's, that's, that's when the, Well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. when it takes you, yeah, sure. yeah, that's when the kind of, Just like, like a um, real wave. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, totally, totally, I mean, what I mean by the, the money wave, I mean just, like, it's, it's like, that's when you get the calls from the big companies, and, and that's, that's, that's pretty fun shit to do, you know, it's pretty, pretty cool, you know, yeah. and, uh, I mean, dude, 20 years, you know, I, I, I got skinny, real skinny, because I couldn't afford food, you know, sure. I couldn't afford to go to the bar, I, I got, you know, I, I, I laid on, you know, just, you know, behind on rent, like, I paid my fucking dues, you yeah, know, like, sure. you know, so it's nice to get, you know, it's nice, yeah, it's I, nice to do I, some I, stuff. I, I was there with Frank when he got the call from Slim Jim, like, you know what that hit me, he designed a fucking Slim Jim box, like, <laughs> things like that, they pop that, out of nowhere. It's so you know? fucking rad, you go right. to 7-Eleven, I've seen those, yeah, it's like, oh, I have one, yeah, I yeah, took yeah, one yeah. from a store, I'm like, it's empty, can I have it? I remember, like, reading about that when he had done one, I was like, that's fucking cool, you know, because you could be punk rock and do seven inch covers and do, and still do all the shit you do and, and hook your buddy's band up for like nothing and then you can go and do like a, a corporate gig that's sure. rad that's like, hey, I saw your like, like a lot of friends are like, hey, I was, I was stuck, I was stuck in traffic behind a snap on truck and they had your fucking drawing on the back, you know, like, and like that's cool. cool to hear. It's yeah, kind of like the sure. story. It's kind no, of like, but it's like 7-Eleven. I, I mean, like you, and the patch can crushers in 7-Eleven. And yes, so kind of cool. But that, that's my so point. Like you don't yeah. know where it's going to come from because all it takes is like one like cool art director at whatever company. Yeah. And then yeah. he, you know, then he's finally empowered to somebody hip who came from the scene. Then they can actually hire you to, you know. Yeah. It's, let, it's let, me, let me tell you something. Um, when I did the first book, uh, this is one thing that Frank told me. He's like, you're going to get a bunch of books for free, but what you should do is you should not sell those. You should take those and send them out to companies you want to work for because like they'll stick around in those offices. And this is like for artists listening to this, like if you want some, you know, if you do a book or something, it's like, you know, send it out to people you want to work for. So I sent out like probably 50 books to like, you know, all these companies and like, man, he's like, dude, that'll be like 10 years of work. And he was right. He's right. You know, like I, because they don't throw those out. Sure. People the coffee table and like, in someone's office. Yeah. Office yeah. Yeah. Stuff. And like people read them. And yeah, for sure. You yeah. know, so that was definitely like first book was, yeah. uh, um, that was like, that was like my next kind of, you know, you guys want to take a break? Yeah. Sure. You, okay. Yeah. You can keep rolling if you want. Turn it off. No, I'll stop rolling. Cool. Because I, I haven't been rolling anything. I thought this was all. Oh, yeah. 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 And I'm rolling sound. 
Again. Yeah, those are the things to get. I'm thinking about getting one of those, uh, the mics. Um, yeah. It just, it just seems like, it's kind of like what a lot of people are using. Um, I've done a few podcasts recently, and guys have busted out with that at a bar. And we'll yeah. go outside and just, you know, it's like they're, this thing. They're so good. Yeah. And it, it records like a full wave on a... Like, like that or this? Yeah, well, this is the older version of that. Well, get it. You have a job. Yeah. Get one, goddammit. <laughs> you know, what am I, what, what what am I doing possibly, here? What am I, yeah. How could you possibly not have one of those already? Like, you, know, you have a job. Yeah, you always, you know? I, you imitate me, you always, you're always careful to put the glass well, you gotta, you gotta kind of like, you gotta kind of like, get a little sweaty and hunch over a little yeah. bit, like, and do the thing, like, yes. uh, like I'm gonna, do I, oh, do I lick like, my finger? I don't know about that. Sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that Maybe that's a bad yeah, I think you added that. I don't, know. Yeah, I don't know. That's your that's your yeah. little flair. Yeah, yeah. I smelled your farts for years sitting beside you laying shit out. You know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, hey, how about that Ricky Powell man? Yeah. Oh yeah, we, uh, we're rolling. Yeah, we're rolling, <laughs> yeah. rolling, rolling. How about that Ricky Powell man? His, you guys, yeah. that, that slideshow so cool. was so fucking cool. Yeah, he's fun, huh? Yeah, he's a like, character though. Like he's legit, you know. That's the only yeah. reason I did that show was to have uh, yeah. uh, perhaps pay for Ricky to come out, and uh, the only reason I did it was I wanted to have Ricky come out. And <laughs> me and Brett hung out with him uh, uh, the day of the show, and yeah. we drove around the van. We'll show you the video after. Yeah. That's one of oh. the vlogs. That's episode one. Oh, good, good. Ricky Powell. Yeah, 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 yeah. We went outside. Me and Big Nate, and he was just standing there, and we're like. Yeah. And he's like, let's go to the bar. I'm like, no, let's hang out with Ricky. He's just standing there. Like, yeah. how many chances are we ever going to have to do this? And then he was like, oh, and then after, he's like, oh, man, good call. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, really? Like, yeah, he's so yeah, happy yeah. that we hung out. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, five minutes with him is like an hour with anybody else. Oh, yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He, yeah. he packs it in, man. I know he does. So yeah, it's, it was, it was pretty remarkable. Yeah. That, that was great. Yeah, he's a fun dude. I met him. I was When I did my book, I was like, I got to like, I need to get an author, uh, you know, photograph done for this book. And I kind of like feel that like, I'm gonna shoot high. I'm gonna try to get someone like who should I get? That's cool. Like, I mean, I could sh- I could probably like maybe Bud Craig Stetsick or Glenn Freeman or one of those guys. That I'm so into their their photographs, you know, and their their art, their work. And I was like, oh, you know, what would be fun? really really dope would be to get Ricky Powell. Sure. You know, like I mean, we all know who he is. I mean, yeah. some people don't, but you know, Ricky shot all all the um, a lot of photos for the Beastie Boys back in the day. Run DMC, uh, Warhol, Basquiat. Um, just an iconic street photographer. Yeah, I, I I didn't know who he was going into your show. I just like I, I'd seen the photos before. I never put it together with the person. But like, as soon as like he got up on stage with the slideshow, like, it's like Paul's boutique, all the photos that you've always yeah, seen, yeah, like sure. the, the Run DMC in front of the Taj Mahal is like one of the big famous ones. Yeah, it's a uh, man. That guy was everywhere. Well, he yeah, toured yeah. with Run DMC. He yeah, actually just, went with them to Europe. And all. Yeah, yeah, the reason he was like the man. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Beastie Boys, Run DMC. What a time. Um, my thing was like I'm like I contacted Ricky I'm like I reached out to him and you know he's like he's like just all over the place so I'm like this guy's never gonna get back to me and, he, and so a friend of his runs his website got back to me and was like yeah Ricky you know like it's kind of like his assistant guy and he's like you know yeah Ricky's you know he can he can probably shoot you I'm like look I'm like dude I'm this artist guy from California and like like from Canada maybe live in California and like you know they just these guys think I'm a fucking kook. Like, they don't know who I am, you know? Like, it's like, like this kid, he's not into, you know, he's not part of the hip-hop scene. He's not, like, a graffiti artist. Like, we don't know what the fuck. You're from Mars, you know? Like, you know, and... So I I, I booked him. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm coming to New York City. I'm like, this this date. We got a date. It's, like, 2 in the afternoon. Ricky's gonna shoot you. You can meet him at this deli, you know? I'm like, fuck. Like, I haven't talked to Ricky. I'm like, is this gonna go down? Like, I, yeah, I'm right. booking a ticket in a fucking hotel, and this is gonna cost me a bunch of money, and, like, I'm gonna show up. Like, what's going on, you know? And then um. I'm just like I don't know if this is gonna happen. I honestly felt it was like fifty-fifty. This ain't gonna go down. He's gonna get stoned, and I'm not gonna connect with him. And then it's a week before, and then uh, so I get a knock at the door, and 
Oriana answers the door and she's like, oh, there's this guy out there and he's like, him and his girlfriend are looking at your van and I go outside and it's uh, my a, a friend of mine, Richie Scene, who's like the graffiti, oh, the, scene, the, the godfather of graffiti. Yes, yes. And, uh, uh, he did a circus punk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so me and Scene are like bros and sure, but Scene doesn't talk on the phone. He just like, if he's going to come over, he just shows up. Yeah. So he just showed up. And he's like, what do you, I had the week off because I was going to New York and I was planning for my trip. He's like, he's like, hey, I'm here. I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, I remembered where you lived. And, and I'm, like, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, what are you doing this week? I'm like, I'm hanging out with you. Yeah, so yeah. I hung out with Scene all week. We went to the Robert Williams show. Um, we just, you know, just brought him over to Last Gasp. And we did the, you know, we traveled, did, did the SF thing. And then um, I was telling him, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fucking New York on the weekend. He's like, well, what are you doing there? I'm like, well, like I got a this this photo shoot for my new book with Ricky Powell, but man, I don't know. He, he I don't think he knows the deal, and like I think it's, he just thinks I'm some kooker. Or I don't know. I haven't talked to him personally. He's like, I know Ricky. He's like, yeah. he's like, he's like, I know Ricky. He's yeah. like, give me the buddy's email, and like, and he, and then like, so that night, the next day, uh, being seen her hanging out, he's like, he's like, I called Ricky last night. I got you. I got the red carpet, you know. Oh, and then I get a phone call, and it's like, and I, I answer it, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, what's up, Donnie? This is Ricky Powell." Oh, yeah. And I'm like, "Ricky, what's up?" And then he's like, "I didn't know you were friends with Scene. Okay, now." Oh, right, right. And he says you're a good artist, and oh man, okay, come on down, you know. Like, I mean, he was gonna shoot me anyways, probably, yeah, 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 maybe, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But then I think Scene basically he bridged the, sure. the kind of like you know the gap that was That's like sure. that was like I mean you know he's Donnie's a good artist actually you know does legit shit you know. So I think that's all you need to hear. Sometimes about. it's not who you are, but who you know. And it opens yeah. the door. And then it is yeah, who yeah. you are. Yeah, once yeah. you saw your shit. Yeah, sure. so that's kind of my yeah. Ricky Powell story. And then I yeah. met him in New York City, and we you know, we went, we had, we had beers and pizza, and like uh, we t- took a bunch of photos. He, sh- he showed me like the old dorm from Def Jam, and yeah, like, he showed me yeah. like the, all the BC's photos. Like this is like the walk of, you know, like the, the uh, um, um, Beatles, kind of like yeah, when they walk yeah, across yeah, the street. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I got it right here. Sorry, sorry. Um, this one here. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, wow. she brought these for me. Uh, some of wow. the uh, prints on metal. Yeah. Got that, Brett? Oh, I was like, Brett. Am I killing you? <laughs> so, anyways, we, we did all this. We did it. Oh, you did. <laughs> you got some editing to do. Shit. There we go. Cool, cool. Awesome. Anyways, yeah, so we had a great time in New York, and then uh, we kept in touch. We did a few uh, collaborations and the Ghetto Blaster thing, and uh, that was fun. And, and then uh, my next goal was to have him come to San Francisco. So that was my Ricky story. That's was he going on tour and then you booked this? He's been on the road a lot. He wasn't yeah. actually on a tour, but he's oh. got a book, another book coming out, a new book coming out. Um, but he's been like, um, he wasn't doing much. And then, man, he got hit like hard. So he got like, I think he had like four or five shows right around the times I had my shows. And then we kind of both ended our, both of our tour, our shows. We do mm. similar kind of events. Mm. Um, he does a slideshow, you know, like doing the pinball shows. Sure. And, you know, Sell my wares. Yeah, no, that's Sell biscuits to Grammys. Make sale around the world. Tuck the Yuck Tuck, man. Hey, how about that Ice Road Truckers? Yeah. Did you see the one to Tuck the Yuck Tuck? Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. We used to talk about Tuck the Yuck Tuck. I was telling him, like, back, like, I'm from Canada, so there's a place called Tuck the Yuck Tuck, and you need to get there by Ice Road. It's, like, super remote. Or plane. They were playing, yeah. Metallica played there. Metallica played there. Yeah, they fucking played a show in Tuck Tuck. And then then, so we're talking about it. He's like, I can't believe it. And then this fucking show comes on, Ice Road Truckers, all of that. Tuck Tuck. Yeah, yeah. And I I wrote a musical about it. Yeah. Tuck Tuck. Tuck Tuck. Tuck Tuck. If you have the Northern Lights, we'll see. I got a whole. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I'll write a musical. I, I if, think if I, I like something. I threw a few lyrics together here and there. Yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. Co- co-production. Come yeah. on. Oh, man. for sure, of course. I wouldn't even know about the place. Yeah. So, of course, <laughs> you get co-created. Yeah. Never heard of it. That's not the thing the average Pennsylvanian knows about. Co-produced by. Exactly. No, that was, no, that was, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. We used to hang out a lot, and we had a lot. There was a lot of running gags and inside jokes, and yeah. there's well, a lot we, of stuff we would laugh about that people would, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was just crazy for me, it was, it was very interesting to come to uh, when I moved to um, California. We didn't talk about that, but I, I moved here. Um, yeah. um, I was friends with Mike and Gearhead, the Demonics crew. I mean, all their all their friends. Like I, this is this was my my crew of friends that I was coming to visit, and hang out with, and then um, a friend of ours, Chip, he introduced me to Metallica. He showed them uh, the Demonics cover and the Gearhead mm-hmm. stuff, and they, uh, they ended up hiring me. So I was here for about six months in the Bay Area in 2002, 2003, uh, basically just working for them, doing posters with Firehouse, uh, doing stuff with uh, with Mike Gearhead. And, um, you know, I basically just stayed and uh, didn't leave. So when I, the first year that I lived here, I was, you know, it was Metallica got, they're on the road. Mm-hmm. And um, the first year in any city, I've, I've lived in a bunch of cities. And the first year when you move, it's like it's usually a little thin and it's hard to get your wheels. And, you're trying to figure things out. So uh, I definitely, like, I was definitely on the rice and beans diet yeah. for that year, you know, and uh, uh, hams and, and paps were mm-hmm. on, the, on, on, on my list. But um, these guys were going to, uh, they were doing the label at the time. They were going to Vegas. I think it was for the Magic trade show. Mm-hmm. Or it was, they, we did a bunch of road trips. And it were, like, uh, to Vegas, my first time in Vegas. So I yeah. would hop in the back of whatever car we could wrangle <laughs> up and yeah. uh, or go to a show and, like, uh, we went to see the Wild Hearts. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and in was it L.A. Yeah. and then um, and then uh, San Diego? Was it yeah, San Diego? that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a couple times. Yeah, so I was like in the back with all the gear, you know. But uh, it was it was really interesting <laughs> to me to, to kind of see how an independent label was running. You know, I'd always been very interested about it because I'd been working for labels for so many years, and these mm-hmm. the people that had been paying my way, you know, and, uh, and stuff. Well, but like also just seeing in, California. Interesting. Just, oh yeah, oh yeah, you know, yeah. It was super yeah. mind opening, you know, for sure. Like it was crazy. Like the first year in the Bay Area, like the smells and it was all new to me, you know. My, my allergies completely went away, and then they came back even later. But <laughs> that's what that's what happens, you oh, know? yeah. Because uh, you move somewhere, and it's like your your body's like, whoa, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. I'm happy for that one year anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, well, go ahead. Ask me your question. Yeah, we were talking about the band earlier. Um, yeah, yeah. Where did where did you get started on that? Well, I bought it. I bought a Chevy, and fuck, when did I buy that? 2008. Uh, I got a Chevy Shorty. And uh, we were doing some work on it, and that was taking a while. It was at a shop, and uh, which happens, you bring your car to a shop, and generally, like you know, the, these, these popular guys are very you know busy, and, and, and your stuff just kind of takes a long time. Yeah. And uh, that was what was happening with that van. So uh, another friend of mine um, that kind of used to live down over here had a had a Dodge, and I was driving by. I go to the swimming pool over here. I swim like once a week, twice a week. Um, exercise. Swimming. And um, I saw his his van. What and a remarkable a, visual! Yeah. Oh, yeah. since we're a podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 swimming. Yes. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> we're doing two things at once, guys. He, we're doing he, the podcast and we're, we're filming he, for my vlogs. Yeah, the, but he was he was like a, a Canadian Marcel Marceau there. No, he was great. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope he's swimming through the swimming through the air. Um, so uh, where was I now? God damn it! So, anyways, I was driving. I was coming back from the pool and I saw the van on the street down the street and it had a bunch of tickets on it. And I called my friend. I'm like, dude are you driving that anymore? Like, what's going on with your van? You know, and it was like a 73 Dodge. Like, fuck, used to be a custom, was like all hollowed out. He's like, you know, man, I'm just, I'm really like, you know, I got a bunch of cars and I'm, I'm, I'm not really driving it that much. And he keeps getting tickets. And I'm like, well, do you want to make a 
price you want to sell he's like yeah i'll totally sell it to you i was like i'll pay the tickets i'll do whatever and so i bought that then and i had had saved so much stuff from going to the junkyards and from like you know guys like jay cruz and the bandoleros and those friends and my friends in la and i would i'd saved all this i had uh, octagon steering wheel and all this shit i was just ready to go in a van so i just needed a blank canvas you know so i got that van it was yellow and i fucking tore it down and uh, went to mobile and mm-hmm. we did the brake lines the gas lines we I didn't change the motor of the trans, but brake lines, gas lines, calipers, all new, pretty much everything new. Make it safe, basically. Make it safe, make it solid, you know, yeah. like a solid runner. And uh, and then I, I had to paint it blue, and then I was like, I'm going to airbrush this sucker. Yeah. So that's kind of... Have you done anything that, like a, a car that big yet? Mm-hmm. I did Theo Mandel's van. Okay. Yeah, I did Famously, his, uh, yeah. Yeah, I did his, uh, his van, uh, <laughs> Planet Caravan. We're going to do a little more work to it, too. We're going to... I just gave him my old slot mags. I had 1510s, and... Uh, you know, he wants to he's, he's wants to beef the backup kind of like what I'm doing here and sure. so I gave those to him and we're going to do some more work on it and kind of it's on the road though it's it's awesome it's uh, it's, it's rocking it's a good van um, so yeah that's what I did I was going to the junkyards I was, I was going back and forth and the cool thing uh, for vans uh, if, I mean this is generally a car podcast so car guys listen to it or, <laughs> um, but anyways I, I mean for doing van shit it was like I would assume it would have been like for guys like Von Franco back in the day going to the fucking or, or guys from a generation going to the junkyard and pulling hot rod parts like oh, the yeah. Ross sure. era or, yeah or like being like doing Mopars in the late 80s early 90s you could yeah. probably get oh, Mopar sure. shit at the junkyard which oh, you can't sure. you'll never yeah. see that anymore but right. going to the junkyard was like you're into vans, and to you, that's a, that's a, a beautiful thing. There was so many fucking parts. Like a lot of the shit on my van is from the junkyard, so that was a lot of fun, and it was super cheap, and that was all a diamond tuck, and like mm-hmm. I got my seats there, and mm-hmm. you know pulled all kinds of stuff, and yeah, so that was a was a fun deal. Because you're doing a van, yeah. Right. Oh shit, yeah. you're doing a van. Yeah, I've got a, a early Econoline I'm working on. Oh sweet, what what year is it? It's a '63. Mm. It's a panel. It's oh yeah, sweet. It's like a long, first, long, first long gen. Yeah. project, but. Uh, Cool, cool. First generation van. Um, have you uh, been able to get any stuff from the uh, pick and pull? No, uh, it's it's pretty much together. It's uh, oh, it's all uh, yeah. I it's it's got a three hundred in it, which we had a bunch of cooling problems with the first year we tried to get it on the road. So I tore it apart and got it back together now. Yeah, okay. not very exciting, but yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. never talk about yourself. <laughs> never. No. 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 no literally never. Yeah. So it's it's a mild yeah. custom. It's got what I think is the last. Axle that ever came out of Wardrop, uh, right? Yes, by by where Mike lives, and uh, it's it's pink metal flake top. It's all covered in freak dots and uh, cobwebbing fades and stuff. It's, oh sweet! It's cool. got Subia headlights, like the the Belgian headlights that Barris used to use in the sixties. Oh really? I, I don't know got, what those are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I can imagine. <laughs> you know, when people make fun of customs for going bad for putting rectangular headlights on cars. Really? Like, did they, heard, did they? No, no, I haven't. No, no. Yeah, no. So the first square headlights came out on the. I'm not gonna. I have no reason to, to get this wrong on the podcast. They came out in Europe in the early '60s, and they were on. They were by Sibia, which is a company from Belgium. And the first squarish headlight that was ever in a car, I think, was '63-ish on a Renault, perhaps. And they did them on the Ami Six also in the two. When did they get popular with 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 choppers so, and, and shit like well, in, the, in the early '70s? Or? So they were really expensive, and because they were. Uh, they were different than sealed beam lights because they took a modern bulb in the back. Uh-huh. And uh, they were, you know, funky looking and European. And, and since there was something brand new, Barris was like, that's for me. So we went to, got all of the Sibia headlights from whoever was making them and then stuck them in everything. So if you see, like, uh, 
Oh, the, 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 the Manix car, I think, has, like, famously yeah, the, yes, yes. the rectangular headlights in the front of it. Those are uh-huh. Sibia lights. Oh, okay. So they're, like, this obscure... I bought them from Argentina on eBay for, like, 40 bucks. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They're yeah. a weird one. And, uh... So, yeah, doing a, like, yeah. a 60s custom. There's a good show in Argentina that I, uh, I... They take... They bring me out to as a yeah. guest. Uh, um, it's, like... I just kind of, like, fly that, and, you know, you're the, the guy, you know, at the car show. It's a custom art. It's called, oh. and uh, this car show, and... It's really cool to be like on the other side of the world and to see like all these guys with like you know building cars and it costs them so much money to import stuff and in Argentina um, in Argentina yeah huh. yeah yeah huh. Buenos Aires yeah. oh shit that is yeah. Really neat. yeah and in Buenos Aires uh, like the Ramones are just as big as the Rolling Stones yeah. and I've heard that. like all the bands you know like the MC5 the Stooges yeah they're just like you go in somewhere you'll see like ACDC and then Iggy Pop and MC5 and then Ramones and then Rolling Stones and wow. know, like Aerosmith and you know, right. Metallica whereas Metallica here you got beat up for certain yeah. ones. But right. praised if you like the other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, marketing didn't reach them only, so so yeah, it was yeah. all pure. So it was like, what's good music? Right. You're right. So that's marketing for you. You know, it's yeah. like the stuff that got, you know, marketed big. You know, people heard and like, you know, I don't know. That's how I see it. That's pretty but, cool. Mm-hmm. Where'd you, how many times have you been to Argentina? Uh, twice. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go back next year. I think. Yeah. Do they, yeah. they speak Spanish or yeah, Portuguese? Yeah, 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 Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, yeah. You're, how's your Spanish? Have you learned Spanish? No, 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 man. Yeah. I couldn't even learn French. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, that's right. Well, I was telling you. I was when I was 15. Yeah. I told I'm, you. Moved, you moved from Ottawa to. I'm no fool, but yeah. you, know, I mean, you know, I just I knew where right. my, 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 my talents laid, but I just. I, well, when yeah, you I left know. Ottawa, you moved to Mon- Mon- Montreal, 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 which is yeah, mostly yeah. French. It's right? about, I would say Montreal is probably 85% French. I might be wrong, but you know, it's very French, but yeah, a lot of English friends and a lot of French friends and bilingual. You know, and, and, I, and I can speak a little bit of French. Like, yeah, I can speak a little bit. You know, enough yeah. to kind of sort of get by. Right. Yeah. 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 Oosh, not me. But, yeah. Um, but uh, damn, French is tough. I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy to learn if you didn't grow up hearing it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I would assume anything that it's like, not you know, like, it just wasn't in no. the house. You know, it wasn't in the house. Like my 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 family's English, and you know, just it wasn't. You know, like my school was English, and sure. my friends were English. You know, I think I knew like growing up maybe two French kids, and okay. they're friends. They're sure. cool, but like I just I just you know I wasn't around. You no, know? it's tough. I mean, that's one like. It's so close, though. You're only one, you know, you're, it's like one state over or one, it's province over. Right. It's like, I mean, it's a two-hour drive in Montreal, and like, Paul, Quebec is like... Kind know, of a different world, though. Paul's like a half yeah. hour, and it's like you're there. Um, it is a different world, yeah, for sure. Why did yeah. you move there? Uh, I moved there because the rent was cheap. That's why wow. Vice Magazine moved there. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They moved... Yeah. They you moved. knew Vice when it was literally two guys in the room, or? I knew, the, I knew, uh, I didn't, I wasn't like bros and like, hey, what's up, right. dude? But like, Shane Smith um, from Vice used to book my band, uh, Boo Boo Kaki and the Bum Bones. Yes. And um, what happened was, this is a funny story. The Canadian you know, Ramones. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Canadian Half-Life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're called Quarter Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Canadian yeah. Half-Life. Yeah, yeah. so if you guys don't know, Mike had a punk rock band called Half Life Hardcore Band, punk rock band. Yeah, yeah. In the eighties, how could they not know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, easily, they could not know easily. But yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we we basically we were a shitty band, and, and we 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 played this hippie bar, and we nobody showed up, and our bunch of our friends came, but we basically destroyed the banner, and we drew all over the walls. But Jeff got in a fight out front. We broke a chair. Uh, we played to nobody, and like you know, bartender slash owner slash promoter was like. Called, he basically called everyone in Ottawa. We're like, yeah, this band's trouble. Don't book them, you know, blah, blah, blah. So Shane Smith at the time, him and his buddy Sean, were, they were booking a new club in Hull, Quebec, right over the bridge. You could walk across the bridge. It was like a 20-minute walk. And it was 18 drinking age, and it was until uh, 3 in the morning. So the bars would let out in Ottawa. Everyone would go to Hull. 
Oh. So they had a punk rock club in Hull called the Thunderdome. Okay. And they were in charge of booking the bands at the Thunderdome. And it was all graffiti, and before graffiti was, like, huge, you know? Like, well, it was the, the second coming. It was, like, the early 90s, so it was, like, yeah, kind yeah. of, like, check your head era, you know? Yes. The graffiti was fucking hip, you know? And, and it was all that and black and, like, you know, like, um, across between, like, a goth club and a hip-hop club. It was a punk rock club. And uh, anyway, so Shane Smith and his friend, they, they booked it, so I got a call at my parents' house, and I ring, and it's like, hi, my name is Shane Smith, uh, we're on the Thunderdome, I, I heard you guys wrecked the glue pot, <laughs> that's the pot, the glue pot club, and uh, fucking glue pot, and uh, fucking dick, you know, I'll see you when I come to Ottawa, motherfucker, you know, I'm joking, I would never, I would never, like, if I saw you, I'd buy you a beer, I was totally not that guy, yeah, yeah. anyways, I'm just trying to, you know, fake tough guy, right, right. so, um, with, so, with comedic uh, you know, effect, yeah, exactly. It's comedic effect. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, we kind of, we kind of like, yeah, we kind of wrecked it a little bit, you know. Like I'm trying to downplay it, so I'm like, fuck, like this guy's gonna like, he's pissed off, he's gonna give me shit. He's like, well, I think that's that's amazing. Fuck the glue pot, and then, I want you to play my club. I want you to open for DRI. Wow. And I was oh, like, yeah. we're like, I'm like, okay, cool. Went there, you know, went, okay. So we awesome. I call the guys, and they're just like, oh. what? So, because we thought it's over. Our band's yeah. done. Uh, yeah. Our little thing, it's like, yeah, we got free beer, a bunch of shows, and we're doing good, but, you know, I sold some tapes, and this little, like, fun project, it's our project sure. with me and my friends I grew up with, like, it's over, it's done. Yeah. And then, boom, you know, he gets us a thing for DRI, and, and you know, we bring our hockey sticks, we play floor hockey, but, you know, try to play with DRI, they don't want to play. Come on, man, we'll play floor hockey, like, come on, man, no one's here, you know? <laughs> and uh, and I remember, I remember, uh, I remember Shane Smith and Sean, they were talking, because we got there early, and, like, they're, like, they're looking at the rider, and they're, like, they're, like, okay, they want, like, you know, like, they need, like, muffins, and they need, like, basic shit on a rider for them, and then they're, like, they want socks, I'm not going to buy a DRI socks, this is, Shane Smith, probably the most famous person in the world right now. You know, you know, but he's like, dear, I wanted him to buy this some. He's like, I, want, we want, we, we, I just remember, for some reason, I, my 18-year-old brain remembers that. He's like, right. he was all pissed off. He's like, I don't want fucking socks. I'm not yeah, going yeah, to buy them yeah. socks. Yeah, yeah. Fuck them, you know? It's not very punk rock. Like, yeah, yeah, socks. Yeah. But I guess if you're on the road, you mean, yeah, it makes maybe, sense, yeah. you know? Like, if you're sure. like band in, in a band and you're like, hey, I got underwear socks, like, uh, and it shows up, okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, well, you wouldn't say no to Fresh socks, or yeah, it'd kind of be cool, you know. Yeah. If I was them, I would want socks. She's but never but if, I, if somebody asked socks. me to buy them socks, no, I'd be like, "Fuck you!" You know, it's like, it's just some weed, but I'm not going to get you any socks. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. asking for practical yeah. things on a writer makes so much sense. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. <laughs> so that's my Shane Smith story. <laughs> that's um, great. I've seen him around a few times here and there. He was in a band called Leather Ass Butt Fuck, and then he was in a band called uh, UVBC on mm-hmm. on Man's Ruin. With uh, Jonathan Cummins from my yeah, from Ultraviolet Booze Catastrophe. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You remember them? Sure. Yeah, that was his band. And uh, no, yeah, yeah, that was the, the yeah the the um I didn't know, I didn't know what your relationship to them was. That's a great story. I didn't know it, it came from you trashing a club <laughs> and thinking it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lads, adds to his legend, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Right. he had yeah, the yeah. foresight to <laughs> yeah, go yeah, after yeah. the troublemakers. Yeah, you know, yeah. and still old, does. Old Ottawa, yeah. you know, old Ottawa. There you yeah. go. Uh, now, what else did you want to ask? You had something else. Oh, I wanted to ask about uh, Common Carbonite. It's so cool, and I've seen it so many times. And I just like, oh how yeah, that yeah, project yeah. Started? Oh, we're gonna do a vlog about it. Actually, it's uh, Brett's. Like, uh, he's like, here, I can't wait to. <laughs> Brett's the cameraman. Flip it around, show yourself. That's yeah. Brett the cameraman. Hey, uh, wow, that's wow. Yeah, close up. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, Hannah Carbonite. I um, I was like, um, I was like, taking when I take when I take a break, I uh, we'll, we'll go like camping or we'll go on a little trip. But a lot of the time, I'll work on models, and I'll do my own shit, my own nerdy shit, and I'll, like, that's why I built this model center in the corner, uh, just for, like, you know, just relaxing, I'll listen to podcasts, and do my own thing, and, like, you know, get into my own nerdy head, and, um, 
I was on eBay and I was like looking up um, movie props and I, I came across the hand, hand, hand and carbonite like pieces someone was selling uh, uh, it pulled off of the original like they were like fiberglass pieces of like the head the hands the torso it was in five pieces and um, they were like I, I can't remember how much it was it was like 300 bucks or something or like and uh, I just I had a couple of really good pinball gigs and I was like fuck I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this fuck it like maybe I'll just you know make something weird out of like a door or something and yeah. And I got it, and then um, I started going on the forums, and I was like looking at, it, and I'm like, "Fuck, people are actually making these." And uh, I got the schematics for the to, to build the case, and I got Wade, who I did the pinball machines mm-hmm. with. He's got a CNC router, and Wade can make anything. And if you give him the schematics, the plans, dude will build anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Hey, man, how much?" You know, can, and so I, I we came up with a price, like totally like, "Hey, what's your fucking shop price?" You know, no bro rate, just your shop price. And we came up, and I'm like, "Do it, make it." So Wade made that, got he dropped that off to me, and then. Um, I figured out how to build all the other shit. Uh, the actual side panels are from a 1979 Volvo. It's yeah. the instrument cluster wow. flipped backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so great. I was like, maybe they're at the junkyards and I can just find them. Mm-hmm. But no, because all the hand and carpet people have gone to the junkyards right. and pulled oh, them. Yeah. So those are of course re-popped. they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are repopped. Actually, someone found them and made them on oh. fiberglass. So I had to kind of pay like a, a pretty penny for that. And, was another so anyways I had to go to all these different people the guy that made all the electronics on the side it's called the hero panel the one that lights up um, another guy makes the the shit for that and then the greeblies are like all the little bits and pieces that go on uh, it's super super crazy uh, on our when we do our vlog I'm gonna put all the links and kind of like a how to awesome. it'll be a whole how to thing oh, that's good um, so yeah I just built it myself I saw a Sideshow had one out and it was like 8 grand or 7 grand and it looks amazing yeah. I'm like I can, I can fucking build that you know, so it's great. I think it cost me about fifteen hundred bucks to, to, to build myself, and um, I was wondering when I was a kid. So yeah, that's yeah. what I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I hope that's, you did. I hope that's interesting. <laughs> it sounds a little confusing. I didn't explain that very well. I think you did. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. It came in pieces. You put it together. Yeah. And then you yeah. figured out what else you needed. Then you got weight. Yeah, I, I could have gotten there by just saying that. Instead yeah. <laughs> of like, oh, then I got these greeblies and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but that shows that you're really into it. <laughs> like you're super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. All right. It's funny how that like that Volvo panel reverse gets like uh, you guys mystery science theater fans. I was okay. Like the the robot kits for those, there's you can still buy them online, uh-huh. and uh, so like if you're yeah, they have kits for everything. You can like build. There's oh, an yeah. R2D2 Builders Club, and there's like That's, you know you can build like R5 and all the different. Yeah, drives. I was looking at a Dalek website the other day, and people build every generation of them, and they're like fighting for the right plunger for the arm. And like, oh, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, like the, the Tom Servo, like the hands are off this doll called Seymour Butts that would come oh, with okay. pants. Yes. And so those are like super, super collectible because they pull the hands off for the Tom Servo doll. Wow. But like everything wow. online is vacuum formed these days. Yeah, 3D like, printing and stuff is huge. Yeah, for cash caching. And, yeah. There was a period where they're like stapled zines on how to build robots and people were fighting without eBay trying to buy like the correct Halloween bowl to flip over for the, uh, the hover skirt or... Yeah, it's yeah. it's funny how that stuff has a second life after it existed in one form. Oh yeah, totally. Movie props, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kit bashing movie props. Yeah, super into that. Like, super nerdy about that. That's how the Millennium Falcon the original one was built. It was all kit bashing. That's how all the Star Wars shit was built. It was all yeah. like tank parts. Actually, um, Koza kit me to this thing. Uh, the Anat Walker, the one that's up there. Yeah. You can see yeah. that uh, the top part of that. He was telling me was actually from a World War One German troop carrier. Well, that's what they got that from. It was a model oh, kit. Oh. They, they put legs on it and a dog. And like, oh. you know, like there was that's a great. kit. You know, like pretty neat. Which shit. Oh, a lot of the uh, design was from uh, yeah, like old war. You know, war shit. 
Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Kit bashing. <laughs> Kit basher. It, it was inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you have people serious about something. Yeah. That, uh, of course. Oh. I, I did a uh, I did a float yesterday. I got in a yeah. fucking depredation tank. Yeah. Really? Float. Yeah. My first one. Yeah. How was it? You guys ever tried that? Well, yeah, well, it's right across the street from me in Oakridge. Really? really? She's invited me. Really? So come over whenever you got. Yeah. Oh shit. I just my first one. Yeah. It was, it was neat. Wow. It was an hour. Um, it was interesting. It was. It took a while. I, I mean, I, I fucking read up on it. I did all yeah. the research and you know, podcasts and just like the device to the thing on it. You know. And, mm-hmm. It was cool. It was like, uh, uh, it took me about a half an hour until I really like, you know, okay, I feel good. You know, like my neck hurt for a little while. And then like, you know, I, but when, about 10 minutes before like it, it ended, I started getting like, you know, I, I felt like I was kind of spinning and like, you just, you feel like you're moving and I could see how doing it like once a day or a couple times a week would be like, you know, super cool. Um, yeah. I'm going to try it a few more times. Give it, give it a, you know, I'm going to give it a go. Is there one here in the city? That you yeah. It's, it's like, um, it's on Lombard. It's kind of far from my house, you know, oh. it's a little bit of a trek, but, uh. Um, I think I'm going to go a couple times check it out. You well, know? you like where, where I live, right across the freeway. There's one, and it's right by where Green Day have their practice place. Oh, and really? the woman oh, said, she... "Like, come over, come on." And I, you know, and, and in fact, at one point, she needed to hire someone to run it. And I thought, "Geez, I could do that." You put the person in, and you read a book while they're in there. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. anything to do while they're in there. Yeah, this would no, no, be a good no, job yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, 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 the time yeah. I was working at Charlotte's Web, actually, <laughs> I, I, I almost worked in one of those places. Some cleaner, and they and they go, and then I ended up instead, which was way more punk rock. Oh, did you so, drive? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, drove yeah. Yeah. When was this? Uh, 2012. Oh, really? I drove first for like six months. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You told me about when we oh, went to breakfast. And yes. You told me about that. Oh, yeah, I drove yeah. a hearse. You know my friend Phil's a grave digger. He's yes. been a grave digger for oh, like yes. 30 years, like, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you told me. Yeah. yeah. Phil was, there's Phil stories. Yeah. No, the, the thing about driving a hearse is just that if you make one wrong turn, so does everyone else. Like, <laughs> yeah, you really have to have your shit like a phone charge, your GPS yeah, yeah. is on point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Well, yeah, yeah, well you yeah. couldn't be on a GPS. You're expected to know where the, the graveyard is. Yeah. You're expected oh, to know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I worked at a Chinese funeral home, and you have to go by the house of the deceased, and then you open the door for 45 seconds to let them get their whatever they need. Super weird. It's called a drive-by. Yeah. Which is funny because you know drive-bys. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, they yeah, call it a drive-by. Yeah. And, you go, yeah. and you have to look at your watch, and it's exactly forty-five seconds. And you have to shut the back of the hearse. And it's it's all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Well, wow, the Chinese, wow. when the when the body goes in, the the casket goes in. You have to back it up three times so that the deceased knows that it's their last ride. Yeah. It's like all these oh, really? crazy trips. Yeah. yeah. Wow, Chinese wow. funerals are a trip. Yeah. I mean, it's because it's based on like thousands of years of tradition, you know. Yeah. And they're yeah. trying to adapt it to here and now. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it was, yeah. it was a very it's interesting be good job. If you're Chinese, it's got to be good to know that, like, well, when I die, they're going to do all this shit for me. Well, not the least. Not the least. I'm not knocking which, anyone's religion. Yeah, just, like, just, just, no, no, but Donnie, you know, not the least of which is they have like houses you buy and servants and cars, and then you burn it all, so they have it in the afterlife. Yeah. They have like little, yeah, yeah. Like a like, little, yeah, yeah, little yeah, cell yeah. phone, a little yeah, car, yeah, a little, and then tons yeah. of hell money. That money, yeah, they yeah, burn yeah. all this money, so they have money in the afterlife. I mean, it's it's a trip. Yeah, yeah. But there's this huge aftermarket of things you can buy to burn, like yeah. specifically just to burn. Yeah. You know, and like there's like little Volvo is full of that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nuts. You know, so yeah. you know, but it was it was a neat subculture. It was a good yeah. job, but it wasn't very well paid. And for and for what I was paid, to, like and again, like the the. The uh, responsibility of not screwing up when you're yeah, driving yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. You, <laughs> like, you gotta know what you're doing. You gotta know what the plot is. But, like, but, but yeah. what a cool job for an ex Sam Hain roadie. You know, I thought this is yeah. perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 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 yeah Glenn would approve, you know, yeah. what I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's been anyway, yeah. So, uh, you, are you good? You have, are you good? I, I think so. Is there anything cool. else you want to, to talk about? or? The only thing I've always wanted to ask you is how 
on earth do you think the second dictator's record is our best? <laughs> you think the second one is the best? You always said Manifest Destiny is the best dictator's record. Third. Second. Yeah. It's Blood Brothers is the second. No, Blood Brothers is third. Are you sure? Positive. Blood Brothers came out after they were, isn't it? No, no. I, I, thought, it, I, thought, it was, I thought it was, we should yeah. go look. I'm going to Discogs right now. Go with Discogs. You guys look here. at them, they look a little more like 80s metal. Because they got like, I thought you know, it was in the like, middle that they, they came leather. back and did Blood Brothers. I thought they went away from, and then it's they like, heard punk rock. Like, they look more like Welcome Back Cotter. Like on, on that one. On, so on, Go on, Girl on, Crazy is like 75? Yeah, that's the early one. like 74, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, I think it was uh, Blood Brothers because they look kind of welcome back Cotter because they got jean jackets and like and they're standing in the basketball court and then the next one they've got like leather fucking because leather didn't really start being popular they like, said that they said that Blood ladies. Brothers was like a direct we're gonna we're gonna look we're gonna after we're, you got it we're gonna, not, we're gonna look this up God, I suck at discogs here you go who are we talking about? And the dictators. The dictators, of course. Handsome Dick's going to be listening. He's going to be yeah. like, he's, he's going to do this. He'll come and give us, put us in headlock. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's my goal. My yeah. goal, my goal is oh, to I have a, a, I have a photo of him. Like, really, give oh, me a really? good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing it. I'm oh, like, shit. come on. Then he yeah. does it. Then I go, come on. He re- Man, he really. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I almost like. <laughs> when I got my Ricky photo, uh, um, um, Ricky was like, I got to go. I got to go on home. Like, at the end of the night, I'm like, well, I'm going to go for last call at, 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 uh, at uh, Manitoba's. And like, if, I'm like, if Handsome Dick's there. Yeah. I'm getting the headlock photo. He was yeah, there. Yeah, I went like two or three times, and I was like, my you first time, it? he wasn't there. Floating now. It's very exciting. Okay, then you go to see discography. What? Let me, let me see. Brett, what's Manifest your favorite Destiny? dictators? Look. Oh, Connie, it's second. Look, yeah, it's, yeah. look, 75, 77, 78. See? It's in the middle. It's the second LP. Really? No. Wow, I didn't know that. Like, yeah. I'm not surprised that I'm right because yeah. I'm a well, record nerd. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. see, there's like this gap. But see, see what they were doing? Yeah, like, they were going yeah. away from like that. And it's more like prog, the keyboards and everything. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, punk yeah. rock. Then they, then they saw like the pistols and the clash. And they're like, oh shit. Then they you pull guys, it back to punk rock. You guys planned it against me. No, no, not at all. But it's like, you're the only guy I know who champions. It's a dictator thing. You're the only. it against me. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're the only guy I know who champions that record. You champion that second it's record. It's a fucking great record, man. Yeah? It's amazing. You don't yeah. like that record? I think it's like a sophomore slump, you know? First record wow, great, really? second record, meh. Then they come roaring back. <laughs> People said know. that with the Ramones yeah. too. A lot of people yeah. don't like the second record. I like it. But I don't know. Yeah, I, you champion it. You, yeah, yeah, it's a great record. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, so I, I got weird taste. So I guess and I got good taste, but like weird taste. I don't know. I, I, Obviously, I, I'm making a joke. There's no controversy <laughs> that you like. I'm just saying you're the only person I know that's like completely champion. Speaking that of that, speaking of speaking of goons, yeah, the new the new personal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. You, uh, that is that yeah it's fucking yeah. they're 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 playing it up man it's the manager guy yeah shit so yeah. funny man that's, it's, it's, it's legit it's legit personal pizzas personal pizzas it's so funny <laughs> anyway, no just yeah. it's funny I, I didn't want to end talking about uh, whatever they were talking about <laughs> 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 yeah better better end up on the better end up on the dictators then because since they're the beginning and end of all things. Sure. <laughs> I guess. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. For sure. Fun, yeah. thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Right it's good uh, good catching up. Good to see you again, my yeah, man. Yeah, right on. <laughs> nice talking to you. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're thanks. done. I don't know if you... Well, all right, there you have it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and a huge thanks to, to Donnie and Mike for sitting down and recording that. I had such a fun time uh, watching those two work. They're... They're just great guys. And thank you very much to Brett from The Flakes, which is an amazing band from San Francisco that you should all check out. He was the one that will hear come in in and out of the the recording every once in a while. 
he had a camera rolling, so you could see this interview uh, on a video in the near future on Donnie's vlog. Uh, it was totally cool. We chilled really well. He's an awesome guy. So please, please support them. If you like the show, you'll love whatever they put up on the blog. Uh, that's all I got for now. Thanks for listening. If you want to support the show, you can always subscribe and write us a review on iTunes. That helps give us a lot of visibility and uh, make us seem a little bit more legit <laughs> as we try to book guests in the future. I've got some really exciting stuff planned for 2017, and I can't wait to, uh, to share it with you guys. So that's all I got. And, uh, oh, how about this? I, for the first time, am going to try to do some promotion for this show because, I mean, the, these interviews mean so much to me. I really want to make sure everyone hears them. So, here it goes. I made a, a short run of some stickers. They're nothing special, just uh, just our logo. But if you want one, and you've made it this far to the very end of this one, if you want to repost us or post something about the podcast, link to it and help people find uh, you know, this episode or your favorite one, post that uh, and tag us in it. And if you want to send me a DM... Uh, it's at Bomb City Blog on Instagram. Send me an address and I'll throw some in the mail for you. I only got a couple, so I'll only send out uh, free stickers for the first couple of people that do that. But uh, it's just my way of saying thanks for supporting the show. All right. So finally, there, <laughs> there it is. Woo! That was a good one. And it feels weird to do self-promotion, so uh, bear with me as I figure this out. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye.